0: Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. This podcast is brought to you by Live Casino. And here's the deal. (laughs) They just blew the final whistle of the game. I've had zero time to digest it in any form whatsoever. This is as organic of a response as we can go. And I can promise you it's going to be a short podcast. Tomorrow will be much lengthier. Maybe you've already noticed, but my voice is a mess. I have a bad cold. My throat is destroyed. And I just counted them up. So tomorrow, including this podcast we're going to do, I have nine different things I need to use my voice for. Different radio shows and hits and podcasts and all that good stuff. Folks, it's all going down at the FanDuel Sportsbook and Lounge at Live Casino where you can get in on all the action this football season. Bet on your teams with a sportsbook rep or at our self-service kiosks, and then jump into the stadium on our giant 40-foot video wall. How's that for a touchdown? Join your friends at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Bet, watch, and win. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, I'm not in the best of spirits, especially watching how that game ended. (laughs) Such is life. you got to fight through it. Also, a little programming note, this is Thanksgiving week. I can't promise there will be five podcasts. There might be. I really just don't know my schedule right now. Um, I will say that on Thanksgiving week, you always condense basically a week's worth of work into three days so you can hang out with your family and watch football on on Thursday. Uh, That's going to be the case for me, assuming my health doesn't get any worse, but we shall see on that. Um, So let's roll. Um, Again, I'm going to have much more in-depth stuff next podcast tomorrow. Here were my pregame notes, though. There were some things I want to look for and I still want to look for. I want to see what percentage of cover two versus single high they threw at the Bengals. But this is a lot more relevant when Chase is in the game. Uh, Their numbers versus two high safeties are much worse than one. But that's also because when they see one, they throw deep to chase. And so that's a little different. Burrow's a master versus a blitz. I really want to look into blitz percentage, but I definitely saw a fair amount of it. I mean, it wasn't like four-man rush only. I think they did vary up some things in in a good way. Um, Here's my pregame note. Higgins is going to blow up. All right, Williamson, maybe you know a thing or two. He was a dominant player in this one. Uh, I wanted to check out Jack's snap count as well as use of big nickel and how they used Minka. Um, I remember a play early in the game. He was in man-to-man versus Hayden Hurst. You know, that was something that I've always teased, you know, like he's going to play man against Andrews. Um, So maybe there is some of that going on here with, with three safeties, but I will say I still saw way too much of Spillane in dime. I, I don't understand it. He made a play or two. He got beat on a, three or four or more. Um, I thought big nickel, healthy Jack meant no more Spillane. I was wrong. Um, the other pregame notes going into this, I wanted to check out DJ Reader's snap count. And of course I still will, but they did well against him. I mean, I'm not sure exactly when Mason Cole went out of this game, but DJ Reader did not prohibit them from running the football on the interior. I am curious how much he played. Um, I also predicted Deontay and Pickens would dominate these outside corners for the Bengals. There was certainly some of that. Um, and I want to say, too, that there were more in-breaking routes like we've been calling for. For yeah, you know, I, I like the route concepts better. I like the offensive design better. And so it takes me a lot to throw that compliment out. But um, I, I'm excited to watch the All-22, see if they consistently beat those outside corners Pickens sure looked like he was open a lot. Frankly, Deontay's open all the time, but it doesn't always show up in the stat sheet. Um, note, pregame two was Moore versus Hendrickson. I thought he did well in the run game. Hendrickson missed a little time with uh, injury. <laughs> Late in the game when it was just bombs away, no threat, Hendrickson started whipping him. That's not surprising. We talked a little bit about the Steelers O-line double teams. It does look like that's getting better. Uh, they quoted it a lot this past week that they were much better with their timing, when to stay on double teams, we're talking about the run game, when to move to the second level. I would say there was more progress with that. That's promising. You know, I mean, and my my another note here, voluminous running. Are they going to keep running with great volume? Question mark. I think close enough considering the second half game script wasn't exactly wonderful. Um, picket pocket presence was the other question. I'm going to say a lot about Pickett, mostly negative, but his pocket presence was much better in this game than last game. Last game I thought was a disaster. Uh, all the dropping of the eyes and uncalm helmet, much better today, staying within the pocket, running plays as they're, as they're written up. Um, and then red zone, I guess, was better. I mean, it was also red zone slash explosives. We're starting to see progress there for sure. So, um, that's something to talk about. I mean, again, this was not all negative. There were some negatives. The second half was bad. But that brings me to what we do here to usually start these shows. Um, a couple little notes I just wrote down before we get to the halftime stats. Najee looks like last year's Najee to me. Now, that doesn't mean he's Barry Sanders or a Hall of Famer, but... He's much better football player than he was to start the year. And I think the bye did him well. I think there was some injury stuff there. Um, I had some very early positives about Pickett, particularly his pocket presence. And I really, really liked that he was attacking one-on-one matchups. When he got one-on-one with Muth or, <coughs> excuse me, even a back or certainly the two wide receivers, he was attacking one-on-ones. That's what you want to see. So at the half, this was a good game. You know, I mean, Sears took a lead into the half. They already had 20 points, that magical 20-point barrier. Wow, they already have 20 points in a half, let alone a game? Holy smokes, is this like a normal NFL offense? But at the half, Pickett was 14 of 19 for 141, a touchdown, no interceptions. I also want to throw out that Kenny protected the football well. There weren't a lot of near interceptions. He wasn't loose with the ball. We've seen the opposite of that many times. At this point, too, Burrow wasn't much different than than Pickett. I mean, he was also at 14 completions, one more attempt, but for 194 yards instead of 141, two touchdowns, one interception, though. Um, Time of possession was pretty equal at the half. 1546 for Cincinnati, 1440 for the Steelers. Najee, as I mentioned, was looking good. Warren was out of the game. I'm curious how much time he's going to miss. About 11 first half carries for 54 yards. Now you're talking, you know, three for 15 as a pass catcher. Fine. Where on the flip side, Mixon, he was healthy at this point, was nine or seven for 20. Three catches for 42, though. I mean, he was a, a force in the, in the passing game, as was his buddy P. Ryan, who we'll get to. Um, but Steelers had 71 rushing yards. Bengals only had 28 at the half. 5.1 yards per rush versus 3.1 yards per rush. I'll take it. But Higgins, as mentioned, 6-for-84 in the first half and was uncoverable and made me think the Steelers' first-round pick might need to be a corner. Um, Big-time receivers, top-20 receivers give this team a lot of problems. Uh, Pickens, speaking of potential number ones, he was 3-for-50 in a touchdown. No sacks by either team in the first half. Uh, Yards per play. Cincinnati was all the way at 7-7, but the Steelers were at 6 4 I mean, if you told me the Steelers could put a half together of averaging 6.4 yards per play, okay, wow. I mean, that's progress anyway. You cut it. A whole half of football of averaging 6.4 yards per play. There were also nine total penalties for 74 yards in the first half. Um, Second half is much different. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. Again, this is not going to be a super long podcast. I'm pretty beat up. And uh, we'll wrap this thing up on the back half here. As you know, the second half of the game, tail of two halves, the defense really was flying early on. And I give them all the credit in the world. But too much defense is bad defense. And teams like Burrow and the Bengals are going to finish you out. And the defense started to really look tired and didn't have any more tricks in their bag. And one of the big problems, of course, Steelers were, again, really poor on first downs, especially as the game went on. I mean, always second and long, third and long. Um, but there was a stretch here, you know, late in the, in the third quarter where uh, my, my note was the Steelers are just dominating the line of scrimmage, the defense. I mean, that, that was still very much in play. I mean, as the, as the end of the third quarter, it was only 27, 23. And I thought the defense was playing out of their mind. Um, Then Steelers got the ball back into the third quarter on a third and four Pickens makes a phenomenal catch down the right sideline. But that was the first first down of the second half at that point by the offense, you know, like just not good enough. I mean, sign of things to come. Um, then there was the disaster series where starts out first and 20, 20, complete the Pickens on a broken play, but a legal man downfield. Of course, that was not Hassenhauer's fault, but so be it. And then Kenny on first and 25 misses a wide open Najee so badly. And he missed a lot of throws again in this game. Second and 25, he's hit as he's thrown. Um, so at this point, Pickett is now four of 12 in the second half. And then on third and 25, they run a draw, which I'm not going to kill Tomlin in Canada for. I mean, at this point, you're still in the game. It's a disaster series let's just get out of here the defense is playing pretty well real well and then bengals start at their own seven it's a good punt harvin had a good game by the way it was one bad one but not awful and i'm starting to write in this series now asking way too much of the d d looking tired ball coming out quick phenomenal timing and accuracy by burrow i mean just some of these notes i'm making as we go and The game basically gets, you know, at at this point, P. Ryan scores his third touchdown. Jack slips on the bad turf, which was a bit of an issue in this game. But I don't know that he made the play anyway. 35-23 at that point. Um, Steelers get the ball with 425 left in the game on fourth and nine. Not that there was a play to be made, but Pickett throws it out of bounds. Like, I mean, come on. Um, Some of the final stats to talk about here. Are more along the lines of what you remember, I'm sure. Burrow, 24 of 39 for 355, four touchdowns, two interceptions, neither of which were his fault. One was a tip ball and one was an amazing play by Watt. Pickett ends up 25 of 42 for 265, one touch, no turnovers. It's a positive. Time of possession wasn't brutal, 31 36 to 28, 24. Yards per play came down collectively six three to 5'2. 5'2's okay for a game six three to give up's not great but, you know a lot of that was, eh, not a lot of that was late a lot of that was in the first half. Uh, P Ryan was phenomenal you know even before Mixon went out but ends up with eleven for thirty they never really ran the ball well, had four catches for fifty two but three receiving touchdowns can't be overlooked. Higgins ends up 9 for 148, but was more dominant than that. It felt like that they could not cover him. Crossing routes, one-on-ones, outs, whatever. Um, There was some garbage time here, but Fryer Muth ends up with 8 for 79. He kind of does that every week, folks, no matter the circumstances. Muth is a great player in the making. Um, Pickens, an up-and-down performance, but mostly up. Finishes 4 for 83 in a touchdown. Drops a long touchdown at the end of the game. They wouldn't have won if he caught it, but it was a play to be made. It was one of Pickett's, if not Pickett's, best throw of the game. Very late in the game. Just goes right through his hands. Najee, again, certainly a, a promising situation here. 20 carries for 90 yards. That's the kind of stat line you want from him. Two touchdowns. Great. Four catches for 26. I have I a lot more confidence in him than I did a month ago. Penalties were a problem. Um, there were 14 total penalties, eight by the Steelers, six by Cincinnati. But the Steelers ones hurt them much more. I mean, there were 70 yards of penalties and 44 for Cincinnati. And this this team, this offense, this quarterback just isn't good enough or mature enough to overcome any of those things. You know, I mentioned the drive that just kept going backwards. Uh, the Steelers did end up plus two in turnover differential, or I believe this game would have been noticeably uglier. Um, But the Steelers also missed a fourth down try. So that's something of importance. Um, Game balls to me, Burrow, Higgins, P. Ryan. I mean, Burrow and Higgins were the best players on the field. But I'm sure when we do players with stock up and stock down, there'll be a lot of Steeler defensive front players in that mix. Um, Maybe some of the O-linemen as well. Certainly Harris. Um so we'll see on that. Um, I guess that's about it. Uh, field position started out as a massive problem as it was from like the first half of the season. And I'm sure feel like since he dominated the field position game, starting field position. But they had some backed up in their own end as well. Um, again, it wasn't all bad with Pickett. Um, improved pocket presence. But he's still very concerning because he's never going to be the high-end thrower, talent, physical force of nature. He has to be a perfect timing, rhythm, accuracy guy, pocket presence, finer points. But he has some improv skills. I'm not saying he's a robot. But a game like this makes you just think, you know, big picture. And I'm not saying it's time to go draft CJ Stroud or whatever, but... It also wouldn't shock me, and I'm not saying this is the case or this is written in stone, but he might be a backup. You know, he might that might be his trajectory. We'll see. Um, again, it wasn't all bad from him, but he leaves a lot of throws on the field in this game, way too many. And again, when you look at the opponent and you think, boy, is he so far from being Burrow. I mean, so far from being Burrow, who's a special player. But he's also not a 10-year veteran either. And I understand Pickett's only played a handful of games. So it's way too early to even make that comparison. I hesitate to even bring it up. But that's who you're competing against. I mean, you're competing against Burrow, who, if you guys don't already, you Steeler fans, I'm sure will hate him for the next decade because he's phenomenal. Lamar and Watson. I mean, that's the division. And he's light years behind all three of them, let alone Herbert, Allen, Allen. Mahomes, maybe a guy like Lawrence becomes a star in the next 365 days, like competing in this conference with a quarterback that might turn out okay or really maybe he will turn things around. It just is going to be tough. <laughs> you know, I mean, this today was a a very strong reminder of that. Burrow was a, a thousand times better than Pickett. He doesn't miss throws. You know, he's in total control. He elevates those around him. And, of course, if Pickett could ever get to that level, which I'm not saying is impossible, you would be really, really in good shape. But, boy, he's a real long way away. And they could use another playmaker or two around him. And that stuff's coming. You know, again, a a top corner was really enticing. Uh, There was a lot of good from this game. Most of this game was very competitive. They couldn't keep up with the better team for a full 60 minutes, I guess, is my end. And... I'm done. I'm going to uh, massage the uh, the throat here a little bit, get a little rest. Watch this uh, Chiefs-Chargers game. I think it's going to be really entertaining. Uh, I like predicting these things because I can have nowhere to go but down, and uh, you're going to listen to this after the game. But I think the Chargers play them tight, and I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And Herbert, with his two weapons back, shows us that <laughs> – He's every bit as good as Burrow and these other guys we just talked about, and makes it even more concerning in the AFC. So, there you have it. I'm a little down, as you can tell. Maybe tomorrow I'll be in a better mood after uh, digging in. Quite possible, but uh, I'm a little sore, so that's that. Over now, see ya.